0: Blob Talk Radio. Music
1: How are you doing, sir? Hello, Enam, how are you doing? Hello? God, can you hear me? Yes, how are you doing, sir?
0: Yeah, so Kod, yeah, uh, I was, uh, was, uh, uh, was going to ask you
1: what... Oh, mm-hmm. great, great. So, uh, you did the intro. Um, sorry there, you know what it's like getting a few technical difficulties. But, um, yeah, so um, this weekend, obviously, we had to fight Pacquiao versus Vargas for the WBO World's Weight. So... I mean, getting into it, um, I personally felt that the fight was okay, nothing special. Um, I thought Pacquiao looked good, um, but nothing outstanding. Um, I think, you know, in my in my mind, I think Jesse Vargas had had a couple of good fights, which made some people be a bit um, skeptical about, you know, what type of a return we'll see from Pacquiao um, and how he would maybe adjust to Vargas' style, but. I really saw um, Pacquiao in control the majority of that fight. Um, I didn't see the scoring as close as one judge um, had it. Um, So I think the other two were more or less of that right. Pacquiao controlled the fight. Um, He didn't really have any difficulties with Vargas' jab. Um, Vargas didn't have much movement um, in the way of, you know, slipping shots. So he was there and he was ready to fight. And Pacquiao kind of really just, you know, was able to land shots at Will. Um, what did you think?
0: Yeah, I mean, I I um, um, uh, I didn't know what to make your going not really you know, the back to my and I the cool that was at the time. What I saw was a, a 37-year-old pack out in my opinion is not mm-hmm. the devastating force that type the kind of hurricane that we saw against people like Kotos or Oscar de la Hoya or Margarito. He wasn't that same destructive force in my opinion. You know, he's fighting Jesse Vargas, right? Um so although 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 the well, although the the fight you know, he controlled the fight, I have to say he's not the same character and uh You know, a lot of people talking about where he goes from, where he goes from here. But like, you know, with the up-and-coming fighters, I don't think he'll really stand a chance, mate. With people like Furman, with people like Crawford, uh, people, someone like Garcia even, you know. uh, He's definitely not the same fighter that he used to be. Um, I thought it was a very, very messy fight. Uh, I thought it was a very, very messy fight. Uh, There was a lot of clinching going on. I thought he was getting caught quite a lot. He's getting caught coming into... Uh, as he was trying to uh, uh, attack Vargas, he was getting caught with, with Vargas' jabs quite a bit. And, yeah, overall, it was quite a messy fight, you know. Um, yeah, also, I mean, I and mean, on overall,
1: that, you know, j- just on that, sorry to cut you, I mean, I think you're right. Um, I guess when I'm saying dominate I just, I, d- I didn't see anything that Vargas was doing that was going to trouble Pacquiao. Um, you are right, he was landing some shots on him, but I'll be honest with you, um, you know, I'm a big fan of Pacquiao, um, but I think, you know, I guess all the big stars they have, you know, a massive fan base and sometimes I think the perception is not really the reality. So for me, Pacquiao's been somebody that's always been a somebody that gets hit. Um I think, you know, we're not gonna talk about the, the, the accusations, but I think, you know, from uh the Cotto fight we've seen a totally different um Manny Pacquiao, he's landed the punches but clearly the power hasn't been there. Um, you know, you look at the Polocky fight, um, you look at the Algeri fight, you look at the Rios fight, and now we're adding, um, you know, Jesse Vargas to that name. And these are guys he hasn't knocked out, but he's stopped
0: mm. more legendary names in the past. So, I mean, you know,
1: it is what it is.
0: Yeah, we don't have to get into accusations, but we can sort of counter the arguments as well, right? I mm. mean, people say he's come up to 147, which is not really his division, he's fighting bigger guys, and therefore the power isn't there. But. That doesn't apply when he fought Cotto in 2009, for example. Precisely. Yes, you know, so, you know, he damaged Cotto at, at high weight. So, you know, although no one's saying he was taking anything, the, the argument that, hold on, if he went down to 140, the knockouts might, may come, I don't know, it doesn't really stack up because, you know, or the argument that he's he, he, he struggling to knock out people because he's fighting a lot of bigger people, well, no, you know what happened with Cotto? So I, I yeah. don't think really, you know, th- those arguments stack
1: up, you know, honestly. I I agree with you. For me, I don't think they stack up. Um, not only you know you look at um you speak about Cotto, um, but you look at some of the other fighters he's had, you know, Margu- Margarito, Bradley, um, even De La Hoya. Yes, that was a catch in De La Hoya's, and he and you know he went drain, but he he went up and you know he, he let's be honest, he, he he more or less obliterated De La Hoya. So, um. That that's always for, for, so. For me, for the last few years, I'm used to seeing Pacquiao kind of go the distance um, and not necessarily have the power. I think he still is a capable of you know maintaining a high uh, level of speed and and combination punches. Um, but you know, in terms of the power, I don't see it there. You know, even when you look back to the, when he fought Marquez, sorry, um, and you know, in the first two or three fights, first two or three fights, you know, there was times where he knocked. Uh, Marquez down in the fourth one, you know, he knocked him down, but not clinically enough. And then Marquez was able to, you know, come back in and, and land that power shot. Yes, that was his game plan, but you know, mm. it just makes me wonder, Did you know, the, none of Pacquiao's punches were really taking their toll. Um, yeah. And even when you look at the Vargas fight, um, you know, in the second round when he knocked Vargas down, I mean, to me, that was more about it being a clean shot and Vargas's feet not being in a stable position, but you know, nonetheless, I think it was good to have the Pac-Man back. Um, you know, he's, he, he, is a, he is a Hall of Famer, um, somebody that I've always enjoyed watching over the years, um, regardless of any type of controversy. Uh, you know, so it, w- it was good to see those two going at it. Um, I, in terms of, you know, him now becoming the champion, um, you know, something I would like to speak to you about is really, you know, you know, who, what's next for What is next for Pacquiao, in your opinion?
0: Yeah, so this is a thing I wanted to touch on as well, Coach. Like, following in from what you were saying, you don't think the power is there, right? And the speed, but you think the speed and the and and the pace is still there, right? And his and his and and his work level. I don't mm-hmm. think that's the case, Coach. I mean, do you think, right, that, that 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 the pace that he sets and the constant setting of that pace is what it used to be a few years ago? I, I so if uh, we talk
1: about pre, so, so just to answer, so, no, I don't think it was. It's the same as pre, Clotty, um, mm. but since Clotty, I think that's how he's been fighting, and he's had you know four, four, or five fights like that. Um, mm. So this, this is the Pacquiao, like this, the Pacquiao on
0: Saturday is not a new Pacquiao for me. Mm. And did, I mean, did you not think he was getting caught a lot more as well in this fight? His head movement. Again? Wasn't as, as,
1: as... no, because I saw him take a lot of shots from Mayweather. Um, Bradley, no, he didn't take that many shots from. Um, but again, he gave a good performance in the Bradley fight. Um, but other fighters, yes, you know, I, 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 I've seen I think he's probably, he's probably taken more, but I have seen him take a lot. He has been taking, he does take shots. You know, he's, we've always known the Manny Pacquiao's defense is not good. Um, or it's not, one, it's not at the highest level. So for me, he always takes shots, but he's either been able to ride them or they've been non-effective. But, you know, if you go back and look at some of the fights, even though he's won, you know, he is marked
0: up. Whether he bruises mm. easily, that's a different point. But yeah, that's what I would say to that. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. just to just to summarize summarize the fight, cause I think, yep, he he did dominate the fight. But what mm-hmm. that probably says more is about the caliber of Vargas as an opponent opponent rather than Pacquiao himself. For me, yeah. Pacquiao was very much a 37-year-old Pacquiao. He seems to have lost a lot of his pace, a lot of his relentless energy, and and a lot of his power, and that leads onto question of like where do we see him going forward um, and like you know you know you are glad to see Pac Man back. I think there's a couple of points I wanna raise on that is where do I see him fighting. I think he will struggle with the new generation of champions coming forward or in there mm-hmm. like Kel Brook or Furman. I think he will struggle with people like that. I think he will struggle with people like Crawford. We can go through each of those names in a bit more detail. I'm just throwing it out there. And uh, and and I just feel that based on his performance on Saturday, it's my personal opi- uh, opinion, coach. I just think like people like May Mayweather, Pacquiao, Cotto, they just need to move on, man, and just like let the new breed just come through and give them the space and the attention. You know, no, no good points. Oh.
1: And so let me go back to you on that. So you've you, you've spotted a couple of names. So it's 2017, we know Manny Pacquiao is the WBO t- world's weight uh, champion. We know that we have Garcia and Thurman out there as current champions and obviously Brooke. Um, So, two fights for Manny Pacquiao in 2017. Tell me which two fights you would like to see
0: and, 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 if possible, why. The two fights I would really like to see would probably be Crawford and Lomachenko. The reason why is, first of all, Pacquiao is saying that 147 pounds isn't his natural division, and therefore the power isn't there. And likewise, you know, him fighting someone like Thurman, which I think he will get comprehensively beaten, just because of his age factor and stuff like that, and the excuse will be there, right? Whereas, you know, going back down against 140 or 135 pound fighters, you know, I'd just like to see people like Crawford and that and that kind of weight division to get an opportunity to fight fight at that with that stupid superstar status. You don't get mm-hmm. that kind of fights at that, that those kind of divisions. You know, when's the last time you heard of someone like a superstar of that level fighting at 135 pound court? You haven't, yeah? And what I'd like to see is how someone like Manny Pacquiao fights someone of an elite, unbelievable technical caliber of someone like Domachenko. I just want to see how it deals with someone like that. You know, he's always struggled with counter punches, you know, maybe comprehensively out-fought him, you know, and I'd like to see how he deals with that with someone like Lomachenko, who's probably of the same ilk, ilk and definitely is like, or, you know, of that kind of high, high technical calibre. Same thing okay. with someone like Crawford, yeah. Very, very similar. Guy can switch, you know, switch from awful to southpaw. He can fight as a counter-puncher as well. Up-and-coming star. And again, it goes back to my previous point, you know, I'd like to see these new guys come into the limelight. And what better way would it be than someone like Terence Crawford, uh, one of the rising stars, coming into the limelight, comprehensively defeating Pacquiao, and saying, "Right, it's time for you to go into the sunset." And Crawford gets the crown, and there's the new star. Mate, this these are the reasons why I'd like to see it. What about yourself?
1: No, good reasons and good good selections. Um, I'm, I'm gonna. I have to say, I disagree with you on the Lemonchenko, So I'm I'm gonna give you my um selection. Um and the reasons why. Um, So I think for me, um, in terms of a first option, what I would like to see is some type of unification. Um, Realistically, um, I think that comes at either Kellbrook or Thurman. I don't think Garcia will entertain um, either of those, um, will entertain that fight. And obviously we know uh, Thurman and Garcia has been sanctioned to take place um, within by May, March or April next year. So I think for me, the realistic fight I would like to see next, if I'm being honest, is I think it's Brook. I think that that's the, for me, that's the only fight I want to see. And I'll get is two reasons why I think um, for, for both fighters, so I think from Pacquiao, um, it's an opportunity to unify. Yes, it's IBF, but it's another belt. Um, and at his age, um, I think it only adds to his legacy um, in terms of him being a Hall of Famer. So, and we know, and no matter what we say, Pacquiao is, is a certified legend. So, on the mm. Kel Brook side, why I would like to see that is that we know Kel Brook. like, I'm um, given 1000% 100%, full credit for fighting Triple G, but take that off the let record where he got damaged, he still has, is untested at World Division. He still is untested, you know, as, as a world champion. Um, it's one thing saying you got beat up by, by Brook. Yes, you landed a few hooks, but ultimately you were beaten up. So for me, I think the Pacquiao fight it brings an interesting challenge because then he can say, look, these I'm up for the big fights. I'm taking on uh, a, a known Hall of Famer. I'm taking on an opportunity to unify, which he hasn't done. Um, you know, it's while he's held the belt, so that's a clear opportunity to unify the division. Um, so for me, I think that that should be the, that should be the fight on their lips and on the, and the negotiation list. And also Pacquiao has got the age, so the the fact that he's he's older now you know he's not going to have too long to um, make a lot of um, mandatories or or choose sort of half baked opponents you know I think he needs to be going out at the top and I still think he's probably got the ability to do that um, not maybe not win by a decent level so that's my reasons for for Pacquiao book I think second um, if he's if he doesn't take on the unification fight and he has to fight somebody To um you know Keep the belt warm so to speak I think It has to be um Spence or Porter um Um I potentially would throw Amir Khan into that mix but I don't know what Amir Khan is really like looking to do In terms of what weight he wants to stay At but I think for me those two Are good options because they're They're good tests for Pacquiao it's like you said The young hungry fighters coming through It's an opportunity for them um And if they win that's a great Notch on their belt um So I think those would be the two fights. Now, you know, what was pivotal this weekend, and and, and I'm sure we'll touch on it, uh, was the announcement of um, uh, Crawford fighting Molina. Um, So we know that that means uh, top rank and PBC are prepared to do business. So, you know, at that level, I think, you know, Pacquiao's in it for the money. I think Spence or Porter against Pacquiao, big money fight. So I think I would take those two for um, next year.
0: All right. Can I just cover your points, Scott? if you don't mind, bro, yeah? Yeah, 100%. Just, like, yeah, just want to cover off, like, Brook v. Uh, Manny, right? Now, I don't like that fight, and I'll tell you why, yeah? Mm-hmm. Brook has been faffing around, right, saying he's contemplating whether he's going to fight 147 if again. I reckon I'm going to stay at 154, yeah? Um, Spence comes in as mandatory... These guys delay it. Yeah, they're just pissing this guy about me. Yeah. He's his mandatory and they're faffing around about the injury, whether he can ever come back to one four seven, you know. So that's one clear example reasoning why I think this is just a joke, right? What mm-hmm. I think Brook has seen is a old version of Manny Pacquiao. A slow version. That's just you know, you know, just jumped into Vargas's jab. So many times he just lunged in and he's just caught, caught coming in, yeah? We know one of Brook's biggest strengths is he's got a thunderous, accurate jab, yeah? So mm-hmm. I think that's going to be an easy fight, mate, in all honesty, for Brook, you know? And I, 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 to be honest, at this t- point in Manny's career, I don't, I don't really want to see it, you know? If I want to see it I get what you've seen about seven,
1: Potentially the yeah, um, fight being easy, but I would say you never know you, you, yeah. because book is still untested.
0: Yeah, yeah, you can say that. But uh, I, don't know, I can say he's untested, man, but I think he displayed a high level of skill. Even though, even though he got demolished by Glofkin, he showed high level of skill, man, in that fight. You say. I, I would say he showed a high level of heart, not skill. Yeah, you know, the way he was catching right. him in and like, you know, the, the uppercuts he's throwing and I don't know, man, I think he displays good skill. Anyway, so, so that's the reason why I think there's the, the whole question with Spence there that Brooke needs to answer really before he goes into the whole Manny thing. Um, in terms of Furman and poor, I think, you know, what's happening now, Mark Manny is coming to the twilight light of his career. The guy doesn't need to do anything for legacy. Yeah, he doesn't need to do anything for that. So bottom line, the Mayance wants to just maximise his income stream. Yeah? So who is he gonna likely fight with minimum risk? I mm-hmm. personally don't think he's gonna fight Brooke. Yeah. I think the money will be there, but the money will only be in the UK. It's not gonna be in the US, right? The money will be in the UK. The money UK's got a lot of money now, and they know even with the book fight, the models there, find a big name like Pacquiao, the money's there. But will it make enough money for the kind of money Manny Pacquiao's used to? Manny Pacquiao's used to make in twenty, twenty five million dollars a fight, yeah. Oh. Golovkin, he make. And, you know, I'm saying? Golovkin broke, done good money, but it's not of that kind of level, mate. Yeah, the But first the thing. Day. Is I won't lie, I agree with you on that, but I don't. I think if you were to look at Pacquiao's purse purses mm.
1: for the last few years outside of Mayweather, um, you know, the real some of those fights were in China, but I bet his... I would say for well, Pacquiao fighting book in UK, he's gonna get a huge purse and he would he, he would get a great purse. The gate receipts would be huge because that's mm-hmm. another legendary star coming to these shores. And um, pay-per-view would sell out 100%. Um, yeah. There's big money there, bro. There's big money in yeah. that. Easily 300,000 pay-per-view buys
0: UK. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, in terms of Porter, I don't think you'll fight Porter. I don't think there would be enough money in it. I think the selection would yeah. be, you know, he's been talking a lot about Khan. Khan's been talking about a lot about fighting him as well. This is very, very recent. They've been talking about it. Yeah. The reason mm-hmm. I think he'll take Khan is because, number one, Khan is a big star. Right, whether you know yeah. people like him yeah. or not, the guy does attract money. It will attract big mm. money in the UK. It will attract big money in the states. It will be a big, big, big Don't fight. Get the Middle East as well, brother, both of them. Middle East as well, like it reminds us all the time, yeah. Now the mm. other thing as well is Khan is susceptible, right? We mm-hmm. know he, as Kel Brook says, he's got very, very delicate whiskers, yeah. So mm-hmm. for Manny Pacquiao, I think it will fulfill a lot of things, yeah. Number one, mm-hmm. money. Number two. Low risk. Number three, he might get that knockout that everybody's been asking about. Do you what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. Where's Manny Pacquiao's knockout? You know, what's happened to his power? That might be the one chance that he might be able to get it. Do you think Manny can knock out mm-hmm. Brook? I don't think so. Do you think he can knock out Spence? I doubt it very much. You know, any of the others, I doubt it. But he can probably yeah. knock out Khan, mate. Do you what I'm trying to say? the easiest. If you look at the top 10, Khan is definitely the most... Within that top
1: eighties, if he hasn't stopped Vargas, hundred percent, and that's why I said Khan. If it's a non unification belt, that's, Khan is one of the three fighters outside Spence and Porter. Um, yeah. But Khan is the most attractive.
0: Yeah. So I, I, I think it's going to be Khan personally. I think it's going to be Khan. Um, but if it's not Khan, um, yeah, man, I'd like him to go. Sco- you know, I, I think that'd be. A, I mean, I'd like him to see fight Terence Crawford or Lomachenko, man. What about Mayweather? Mm. Would you like to see that fight again? So,
1: uh, I mean, obviously, we're going to say, and as probably reported, Mayweather was at the fight. The reports were Manny Pacquiao invited him, so Mayweather went with his daughter. Um, He is close with Vargas. We do know that Vargas has trained at the Mayweather gym, but we also know that Mayweather, being a businessman, has good relationships with Roach. Um, So I think it was good that he went, uh, showed his face. Do I want to see that fight again? Not really, because as I thought... It would be Mayweather for clear whitewash. Um, So I don't need to see that fight again. Could they sell it to me? Of course they could. They could talk about the art. They could, you know, Pacquiao and Mayweather are just two lanes of the last 10 years that are huge. So if they're going to fight, I'm going to watch. I can't give any other excuse. How about you? Would you like to see that again?
0: Well, of course I'd like to see it, but I think it's going to be a very, very faded version of what they both were. You know, I can't say that about me I haven't seen him come back yet. But, mate, I was, I really wasn't impressed with Pacquiao this weekend, you know. I mean, the commentary, yeah. I think, was so just out there, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it just wasn't representing what was happening, in my opinion, you know, mm-hmm. and... Uh, but I mean, what I was seeing was just as soon as I've said it before, just a very sluggish, a very, you know, a worn, a worn out Pacquiao. Someone who's 37 years old, someone who hasn't been able to probably put too much time into training because of his responsibilities for the Senate. You see know what I'm trying to say? He's probably got a lot of stuff going on in his personal life with his work commitments, and it just wasn't the same, right? So for me, it'd be a very, very faded version of Manny Pacquiao and Floyd Mayweather. And, 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 and I think it would be a discredit to their careers, to be honest, if they finished you off like that, in all honesty. Yeah. You know, I think Mayweather's done the right thing, he's retired, and he's retired on a high. You know, I don't think he shouldn't be coming back, in all honesty. And that's just my yeah. that's, that's just what I feel about it, mate. I mean, I think the clear
1: thing is, is you know, with fighters these days, they never fully retire. So I think the, the door is wide open for Mayweather to come back and make a lot of money. I think that's the, probably the easiest fight him to make the most money. Um, you know, if I look at the list of weights that are around, I think they all could give Mayweather tougher to difficult fights, uh, definitely tougher fights. Um, so, for me, I would say no. Um, I wouldn't necessarily be keen on seeing it, but I would watch it. Um, so, just moving on now, um, touching on some news that's come out in the last sort of 10 days in the UK regarding the IBF heavy belt, um, belt um, and we've seen that we have Anthony Joshua races Molina. Just um, so want to get to you on a couple of questions. Um, what was your t- disappointment level once the Klitschko fight was not happening, and how did you feel when
0: you heard the opponent was now uh, uh, Molina? Well, I mean, if you just look at the the the, the difference in skill set, in like the difference in who they are. You know, a fight between AJ and Klitschko, you know, you can classify that as a super fight. Whereas, you know, AJ versus Molina, you pretty much know what's going to happen in that fight, and it's just two different levels, just two different ways of marketing the fight, and and you know, the difference between those two fights, you know, could probably be represented in 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 the gulf of like how much you'd like that fight. You know, so to go from Klitschko to Molina is a massive disappointment. Let's not get it twisted, mate, as you say, yeah? Um, mm-hmm. You know, you know, like Klitschko really should have gone for it. I mean, he's just, you know, I, I suppose he got injured. But if he wasn't injured, his reasoning was he wanted the WBA belt. Yeah, so I was bitterly disappointed, you know. Could they have done better? Um, I think there's probably better fights out there. What you also got to bear in mind is when Deontay Wilder fought... Molina, um, Eddie Hearn was very, very critical of Molina in his tweets, um, you know, he was making comments like, AJ fought him this, you know, do you get the kind of commentary and stuff like that, so, I don't know I mean, I, I, I wasn't particularly particularly happy with the fight, and, um, and you've got to bear in mind the guy's claim to fame really is two things, isn't it it's like, he nearly took out Wilder in the third round, and he lasted something like eight rounds and that's it, really so, he, you know, I wouldn't say he's a credible opponent, someone that's going to really, re- really test AJ. What's your views, mate?
1: Yeah, so, um, you know, when I saw the news, um, I have to say, obviously, when the whole, the whole Klitschko deal, I had my uh, questions and I was quite sceptical about it because the Tyson Fury uh, issue hadn't been resolved. So my thing was, you know, how are they going to be fighting for these belts if... Fury's still the champion, what belt's at stake, you know, is is Joshua fighting for the IBL? so I had a few question marks over that whole thing, Um, Molina I'm not surprised it's this level of opponent uh, for a couple of reasons Um, I always thought it was strange that they announced the fight which was, if you look back quite early, you know late September um, initially in November, with no opponent, and I thought that was a bit strange you know Only Mayweather is the person that tells you the date and then reveals the fighter later. So I did think that was strange. Um, With Molina, I know I can see why they chose him, because it's the IBF belt. You know, you look in the division, who can they go for? Hayes, not on that list. Chisora, I think White, there was always plans for for him to fight White, Um, and that's not really a credible opponent. There was a lot of talk about David Price. Big fight for us for, uh, for UK fans here people must remember that Joshua has a deal with Showtime. So, you know, they need that fight to have have a name that some people recognize in the U.S., hardcore or casuals. So, yes, disappointed, but the bigger picture for me was that, you know, he's still under 20 fights. Yes, he's got a belt. Um, Yes, we know he's going to hold it ransom and and have some easier fights. Um, I think Moline is that one, but I think... You know they're gonna try and use him as a barometer to say well, if AJ takes him out in three rounds, Wilder took longer, you know, and try to sell that fight. So for me, um, you know, a, a, a few days after that fight was announced, we had the WBA give their approval to sanction Klitschko versus Joshua. Um, knowing that that's gonna happen, I don't mind this fight. And you know this is is taking it off subject just a little bit. You know, I, I mean I don't mind these trends where we saw with Ward and Kovalev. We're seeing with Garcia a little bit now um, and with Joshua is that they take a tune-up fight, in inverted commerce, but it's leading to the big one and it's sanctioned by the body and it takes place. As long as it takes place and we don't have the Canelo Triple G situation, I'll take these tune-up, warm-up, make a bit of money fights, but you need to deliver. So for me, I'll take this fight for now um, and let's see what happens with the Klitschko and, and, and Joshua next year. Um, So moving on to that fight, because, you know, obviously that fight is December the 10th up in their Manchester MEN Arena. Um, Got a packed undercards. uh, There are a lot of British fighters. A typical match from event, I would say, um, just before Christmas. Um, And we've got a real, real humdinger, Christmas cracker, fireworks, Guy Fawkes, whatever you want to call it, but an explosive... Fight between two fighters, which I will say will be effectively battling he glass for me. He glass me London. He glass me, you're a goat, you're a donkey, you're listen, a donkey. Listen,
0: listen, listen. Who's the donkey now?
1: Listen, don't act bad. I told you, stop, stop acting stupid. Behave yourself. That, and for those that are listening, that's very poor impressions of Chizora and Dylan White. But that's some of the one-liners that have been coming
0: out. So,
1: yeah. please, tell me your thoughts, Enam, in, in, um, on White versus Chisora.
0: Well, the characters are going to make it into a barnstorming fight. I think what's happened so far is just, you know, I mean, that's going to steal the show for me, you know, the lead up the build-up of the fight. You know, for me, that's far more better fight than AJ versus Molina, right? You know, this has been going on for a while. You know, we saw, we, we, we saw like, a few weeks ago where, like, um, Chisora was going after White. I think there's massive resentment in Chisora. You know, he's come to the end of his career. He's not achieved his dreams. Yeah? And he's not, he's not... You know, I don't think he's made the kind of purses that Chisora White is now making with Eddie Hearn. Eddie Hearn is like the Heyman of the UK boxing, mate. I think he pays his fighters quite well, right? Yeah. And Chisora and White is fighting frequently and moving up the rankings. And I don't know why. I just think that rivals Chisora... I never understood why he just went for went for White, you know, in this lobby. You know that was they were doing some filming. So following on from that, he's been obviously chasing uh, White for a fight. Um, they've obviously got some kind of animosity in the gym. You know, they've they've been sparring. There's been tales of like White battered or done really really well. Um, inspiring with Chisora when he first came into the gym, when he had no real boxing knowledge or experience, but he had a kickboxing background, and and the word is, you know, inspiring. Dylan White does dominate uh, Chisora, right? Uh, from the press conference, what we gathered was Chisora was of the opinion that, you know, uh, White is a uh, is a bit raw, um, and then but his, his rawness and his strength carries him for the first five or six rounds. And then Chisora takes over. I think what's going to happen is like Chisora is not really a skilled fighter in my opinion. He's really a very come forward, aggressive, you know, loads up on his shots and just you know, just just tries to just KO people. You know, there's not that much skill there. And um, I think Dylan White has improved quite a bit with um, Mark Tibbs. Uh, you can see in his last two fights the way he's been boxing a lot more rather than just being trying to take people out. And I think White is going to do really well in this, mate. In my opinion, I think he's going to take Chisora out late, late in the fight. You know, I think he's going to wear him down, run him down. He's going to catch him with big shots in the fight. You know, and give it like rounds eight, nine, or ten. I think it will take him out. That's 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 my opinion on the fight. And I think the build up's going to be cracking, mate. And I mean, you know, just.
1: To to, to to kind of add to that I think you're you're definitely right in terms of the build up. It reminds me of, you know, so many past like personal you know, just grudge matches, watch versus Groves, uh, Ben Eubank. Um, you know, the the list is kinda of on and on and it's good to see that this is kind of building the the, the, the audience and, and the and, and people are looking at this and and kind of getting excited. I think Joshua has said that this is kind of the main event, that he will be watching it in the dressing room. I have no doubts about that. Um, mm-hmm. So how do I see this fight going? Um, I have to say, I don't know. It's 50-50. My head is telling me that Chisora is probably, definitely the most experienced. I think I would even say he's the, the more tougher fighter, in my mind. Um, but I think you hit, you said something about his age, and what he's done with his career. And I think that does eat him up on the brain. And I think at the press conference, he wanted to try and play the bigger man, be calmer, you know, collected with his thoughts, quite articulate. But as we've seen with the gloves are off, um, and we haven't seen the whole thing off clearly, but we've seen enough to see white, wild Chisora enough that Chisora threw a glass of water over him. And on top of that, you know, they had to be split apart. To me, I think Chizora didn't want that wasn't his game plan. When I look at Chizora, I do see somebody that knows. You know, Dylan White is no fool. He cannot act a certain way, or he can't act the way he does with other boxes. He can with White because White will either retaliate, and it can go from the studio to the press conference to the streets. I think he literally can go at any any of those mediums. So, for me, I I can't call this fight, and I think you know, White has improved. I think for me, when he fought Josh Ray was not in good shape, um, he was a windmill puncher. Um, I think his last few fights, he hasn't taken the opponents out, which makes me skeptical skeptical about him and I have a few doubts, but he's shown a bit more ring generalship, you know, try to use the jab, bring right it right into it, and throw, throw a few combinations. So I think it could be a close fight because I think they're just going to it's gonna technically it's gonna be a poor fight, they're just gonna go at it, hammer in tong. Um, you know, I don't think there's gonna be any jabbing first round fight, but once somebody throws a big right, they're both gonna start doing that. Um so I think it's gonna be a knockout, but I don't know who. Um I think chisora has got more to lose. I don't know what you feel about this, but I do feel chisora has got more to lose because on his if you look at who he's lost to, he's lost to relatively big names. Um
0: losing to White Big no no. Well, this is last chance saloon for him, mate. I mean, if he loses this, I think he's on the scrap heap, isn't he? Really? Really. He's a, yeah. I think he's he's, the, he's what yeah. you call he's a
1: gatekeeper. Yeah. You know. I I mean, I think, is right,
0: but yeah. so Carry on. Yeah, I mean, like, if he loses this fight, I think that's the end of his career, mate. Yeah, he's going to be a gatekeeper, and uh, yeah, he's he's going to be like the kind of Robert Guerrero. Of the of the British heavyweight scene, you know, are you world level? Well, let's see. You know, you're gonna fight Chisora, mate. If you fight Chisora and you beat him comprehensively, you're world class. You know, that's that's where it's gonna be. So, yeah, interesting times, and I think it's gonna it's gonna change the British weight heavyweight scene in the sense of one's gonna go up, one's gonna completely go down, and then it's gonna lead into 2017. You know, um, what do you think? Is going to be the plan with AJ in twenty seventeen, Codge.
1: So I think for me, I think Klitschko, I think Klitschko is a possibility. I think that's a real possibility. Um, we have Brown and Briggs fighting for WBA, um, so you know that we wonder how does Klitschko come back in? Does he fight for one of those? Um, but I think if if we say no, that's not the first fight for Klitschko upon returning, I think Joshua is going to be targeting the winner of that fight, in my opinion, um, with, um, Brown or Briggs, because that's the easiest way to get a belt, you know. Once you win the belt, the, the target's on your back, and if you're seen as being a paper champion, um, then, you know, I think the it's on your back even more. For me, I think Joshua would easily target the WBA belt um, that Brown and Briggs would be fighting for. After that, I think it should be Klitschko. Um, there's, we, there's only two, you know. You've looked, Ortiz. I think one. Well, I don't think you'll fight Ortiz. They're in the same stable. I think they might use Ortiz to improve Joshua's technique. Um, you know, there were rumors apparently Joshua got sparks by uh, Lance Coley, who was in the Great Britain's uh, GB Olympics team. Um, apparently, he sparked him quite bad, um, and even training was stopped. Of course, that means nothing, but you know. It just goes to show, maybe technically, it's not as good as we, 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 we people think. Um, so for me, I think he targets the WBA, and then after that, you know, there are a few options because he won't fight Ortiz. We don't know what's happening with Fury. Wild is injured, and Klitschko is the only name left. So he, that, that's that's what I see. What, what about you?
0: Yeah, I think I think the Klitschko fight is definitely going to happen next year, isn't it? It's probably going to be summer 2017, right? So, that fight will happen. Deontay Wilder has been calling out Joshua on social media. So, mm-hmm. he wants to fight in 2017 with a all-in all, all in unification fight. So, he, what he's hoping is the Klitschko fight happens, AJ wins the belt, and then he comes along with a unification proposal and they unify three belts in effect, yeah? Which then leaves the WBO belt which, you know, from what I understand, is going to be fought by um, Andrew Ruiz of top rank and Joseph Parker, most likely in New Zealand. Um, just on Briggs Lee Brown. Do you think Shannon Briggs, after one fight that he's had in many, many years, deserves a title shot?
1: I'm going to be honest. and I mean, clearly it's no. Um, I only respect him and kind of I kind of smiled that he deserved this fight because that he got this fight because he chased David Hay and this exactly. is what David Hay wanted. Exactly. You know? David Hay wanted this shortcut route to a, a belt and David Hay against Brown, I take David Hay all day. Um mm. so for me, David Hay effectively ducking Shannon Briggs is you know, I I'll give Briggs his credit and let him have this opportunity. Yeah. I think I, mean, I, I think like that. Whatever, in my mind these, those that champion is ready to be served up to Joshua, Wilder, yeah. or whoever. Yeah. What about
0: you? I like, yeah, I mean I I feel exactly the same. We've got brave mind Briggs has been chasing Hay and Hay's been like, Well, I want to get this belt, mate. As soon as I fight Brown and get this belt, then I've got a belt, we'll do a pay per view fight. But you know, Briggs is beating him to <laughs> it and it's serious the way it's all been turned on its head. You know, we could have a situation where, hey, he's chasing Briggs next year. We could actually have a situation where Briggs is saying, let's go champ to Shannon Briggs. You know, that could be the situation. Yeah. Yeah? So um, the WBA have granted Alexander Ustinov, right, the opportunity to fight for their interim belt, right? Mm -hmm. So what, what the, hey, might have the opportunity to fight Alexander Ustinov, right? There's two guys that Ustinov's team is looking at. Right, that's either Hay or Manuel Char of Germany. If they fight, if they fight, then it will be Manuel Char in Germany. They fight Hay, it'll be in the UK. So Hay still has a, pot- a potential chance of getting one of these WBA belts. Now the interim belt is probably the worst of the many WBA belts, but it is a form. You know, it, it is the belt that um, Louis Ortiz used to hold. And he was supposed to fight Ustedev, and he you know, they took the belt off him because the negotiations just weren't working. Right? So that's an opportunity for Hay to get hold of a belt. Um, a bit of um uh, what's what's the word now We just chuck in a bit of like old news and info. I can't remember what the word is, but it was on this day, right? Uh many years ago, I think it might have been five five years ago. It might have been five years seven ago. Seven years ago. Say, seven years ago that David Hay beat the East Beast from the East, to win yeah. his uh, WBA heavyweight title. You know, be of be, be of nostalgia there. So the way the world turns round, eh? You know, the WBA yeah. champion seven years ago, someone chasing him to can't you know, get that belt back denies the guy the opportunity, and then somebody else, somebody else gets that belt, and he's fighting for the interim belt again. You know, and um, I mean,
1: and I think it's interesting because I think for me, Hay will fight value. Um, and I think that I don't know what will come of that, but I think he will fight in because I think there's going to be money around that. Clearly, it'll become it's a pay per view seller. And you know, a lot of people in the UK will watch that. Whether it will sell internationally, I, I kind of doubt it very highly. Um, mm-hmm. So, just wanted to touch on uh, a couple of things. So, a couple of uh, obviously domestic fights. Um, last week, we went to go and see the uh, Raheem Noble versus K1 Prosper. Uh, fight which took place in York Hall, uh, cracking night of boxing. Um, I think both boxers, you know, fought tremendously well. Um, you know, it was a 12 rounder, a unanimous decision by no- Noble. Um, I mean, what did you think of the fight? I mean, in terms of the 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 atmosphere in York Hall and the energy shown by both fighters.
0: Yeah, I think I I I think the energy was uh, phenomenal, as is usually the case in York Hall. And uh, yeah, it was a it was a fast-paced, relentless fight. You know, a very very aggressive fight, and, uh, and 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 a worthy winner at the end. Yeah,
1: no, definitely agree with you on that. Um, uh, then just looking forward to sort of some of the fights that are coming up this weekend. Um, so a uh, big one we've got Leon McKenzie. Um, uh, I'll just touch on this one briefly. Uh, so we've got the Leo McKenzie fight. Uh, he's fighting Jermaine Smiles um, for the uh, British, uh, or the, sorry, the English uh, super middleweight title. Um, so, for those of you that don't know or think Leon McKenzie sounds a, like a familiar name, uh, Leon McKenzie is actually the uh, former footballer and played for Crystal Palace and Norwich uh, Football Club. Um, had a career there um, as a footballer for I think almost you know spanning seven years. He's um, did really well to become a professional footballer. Um, and then one day he decided that he wanted to take his efforts in to become a boxer. And he's transformed himself in terms of the training um, and, and his mindset to become a, a solo athlete instead of a team playing athlete. And he seems to be doing well. He's on the rise. Um, he's so far, you know, he's had about eight fights, um, no losses. Um, and he's and he's had some impressive performances that have got him to this opportunity to, to fight for the the English super middleweight title. So that'll be a cracking and amazing achievement for him um, if he should he win that. We will be in the York Hall for that. Um, we've got a few more other fights. Duke Meek fighting um, Adanda. So that'll be a big fight um, down there at, at featherweight as well. So um, that's a big one. And we've got this weekend, in Am. if you want to touch on it, um, obviously a few fights, but a big one, the return of King Kong, Ortiz versus Malik Scott.
0: Yeah, um, very, very um, pleased to see Ortiz come and join the matchroom stable, you know, uh, add, it, add 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 into the spice of UK boxing, and it's UK boxing that it's, looks like it's leading the way, mate. You know, it seems like the money is here, everyone's coming over here. Um, what do I think will happen, I think he's going to be comprehensively beaten, isn't he? Malik Scott's going to be comprehensively beaten, I think he's going to be KO'd, mate, to be honest. Um, that's that's yeah. what I think was going to happen. Um, The other fights you got, you got Abraham fighting uh, Martin Murray again. I don't know what the purpose of that fight is, in all honesty, what's going to come out of it. Um, But, you know, I think it's two well-worn guys that probably is going to do what they normally do, you know. Abraham's going to have his turtle, you know, both arms up, you know, high guard. And Murray's going to be doing his same thing, you know. He's probably going to be a close decision like last time. Um, you've got Jason Sosa fighting Stephen Smith for the super featherweight title. Really hope Stephen Smith can pull it off this time. You know, and if Callum Smith can pull it off, there's going to be three brothers, which in its own way it should be some kind of record, I would thought. So good, yeah. good, 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 card. good card for this weekend. Um, a bit of other other things, uh, things that I found out. I've, I've heard that the Triple G vs Canelo fight might be off. Um, apparently, Oscar saying he's not he's not gonna the fight's not gonna happen from a couple of tweets I've seen across the across the week. Um, mm-hmm. Donair lost his belt. Any specific
1: reasons? Any specific reasons? I'm, I'm not surprised, reasons. like I've said. But any specific reasons?
0: No specific reasons were given. To be honest, but he's just saying the you know the negotiations have not have just fallen through. Um, so, no specifics were given. Um, by the way, this, this, ain't, this, this weren't tweets from Oscar, it was uh, tweets from uh, multiple other business, uh, boxing sources. So, yet to see yeah. something from Oscar definitively. But it was from uh, a number of sources. Um, Donito Donaire lost his belt during the weekend as well to Magdaleno. Um Again, you know, it's going back to what I was saying before about a generation of fighters. People like Omeva, Pacquiao, Donair did look old. You know, and I think it's time for some of these guys just to hang up their, hang up their gloves. Um, we've got Lomachenkov is well. That's going to be a solid, solid fight. Um, and we've got a very, very big, big, big one coming up very, very soon, uh, which probably is going to be one of our favourite fights. And we're going to do a show for that. Hopefully we have some special guests in that one as well. Ward V. Kovalev. Yeah? So fantastic few weeks of boxing coming up, and we shall be covering I'm all of that. You got anything
1: else? Just to touch on the uh, Donaire fight, um, I mean, we have to say it was a very impressive win from by Jesse Magdaleno. Um, I mean, I think before that, I probably would have had Donaire to win that fight. Um, I didn't know much about Magdaleno. Um, I know he lost to Waters, um, so I, and he had lost to Rigondel, so I guess on this On the face of things, you know, these are are, they're not bad opponents to lose to. So Mm. I think Jesse Magdalena is somebody we definitely want to be keeping an eye on. Um, Mm. And, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing more from him. Um, In terms of any additional boxing news, no, you touched on the whole Canelo, Triple G thing. You know my opinion on that. I felt that Canelo doesn't want to fight this guy. I didn't see that fight happening in 2017. I do think it will happen in 2018. Uh, Triple G by that age will be 36, maybe bordering, you know, 37. And you know, similar to what you're saying with Pacquiao, I think age would have got the better of him, and Canelo will have a much clearer advantage um, in terms of movement and power. Um, so you know, and and and, and the speed. So for me, I'm not surprised. Um, there have been quite a few rumors about Canelo going down the Villager Saunders route, which you spoke about um, in one of our previous episodes. Um, that seems to be making a bit of headway in terms of the, 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 the two camps are negotiating. So, you know, for me, is that a fight I'd want to see? Not really, but would I pay for it? Would I take it? Probably. I'm a boxing fan. I'm a boxing nut. Um, but like I said, for me, I think Canelo's plan is very, very clear. Um, the, the sad thing about that is, you know, us as fans um, and, and the hype brigade, we're going to be, you know, we're going to be disillusioned in the sense of, is Triple G as good as he is? You know, people just want to refer to his knockout ratio, um, mm. but we need to look at the opponents. You know, if he doesn't fight Canelo next, he's not going to move up. It's he's, he's quite clear that he's not going to move up. Well, one Who bit of interesting
0: one bit of interesting news that came out this week, which, like, you know, I used to really like Golovkin, and I still do, right? But the news came out this week that he's willing, Kodj, to go down to 154 pounds to fight Manny Pacquiao, yeah. right? Now, a lot of these Golovkin fans, they, 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 they're like, I don't know, I can't... They're oblivious to the hypocrisy they talk about, right? They will say yeah. something like, why doesn't Floyd Mayweather move up to fight Triple G? So you could say something like, well, no, he really doesn't have to. Why should the world wake up to fight a middleweight? Why should you go up the division? Yeah? Mm-hmm. In the same breath, they will say... Why should Triple G move up to fight Ward? Yep. It's the very same argument, right? So they're deluded in that sense, right? So in the same thing, Canelo, right? If you can go down to 154 and fight Pacquiao, what was the problem to go down to 155 five and fight Canelo? What was the problem? So this guy's got issues. I mean, it's another it's, it's another topic. I think we will probably cover it at some point, and we probably need to cover it in detail. But yeah, that 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 talking about during the week as well. Uh, he came out. Apple Chen just came out as well. I said, Adam will come down to one five four Pacquiao after Pacquiao expressed interest in fighting Golovkin. Um, yeah, any 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 other
1: news, Kodj? Yeah, so just for all our listeners, um, as you probably know, November the 19th is the big one, Kovalev versus Ward, the real powerful power battle, um, the real fight that the hardcores and hopefully the casuals can start buying into. Um, So for those of you that haven't, we didn't do a show on it, um, the HBO exclusive uh, Kovalev Ward, um, My Life is Out. You know, it came out last week, great piece of... uh, i call it documentary television, you know, great insight into both of the boxers' lives, previous and current, um, looking at where Kovalev has come from in Russia and, and the family situation and the hardships he's had to deal with, um, and the same for Ward um, and what he had to deal with in the U.S. Um, and countless other issues that I think has made them both into the current fighters that they are today. Um I thought that was a fantastic piece of television. Looking forward to the next episode next week. So for those of you that are listening and you haven't watched that, make sure you go online and check that out. Kovlev Ward, My Story. I mean, in that, what, what was your thoughts on, on,
0: on, on the piece? I, 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 I thought it was a brilliant insight into the two fighters. Um, I mean, the comparisons are unbelievable, right? Both of them suffered tremendous tragedy at a very young age, relating to their parents. Both of them lost Mm -hmm. their fathers and stepfathers when they were teenagers, you know. So it's eye-opening, you know, and it shows the level of trauma that they've all faced in their lives, yet they've reached the pinnacle of their sport, their superstardom, you know. I mean, this fight is a legacy-making fight. It is what boxing should be about, you know, their best fighting their best, you know. And the thing is, which means you know, the similarities are astonishing, isn't it? You know, that's that's what left yep. me. You know, it's it's a brilliant, brilliant tale of two guys with a real struggle in their childhood who have come through the ranks and have come through adversity. You know, and it's it's all to do with you know everything that people say to you. You know, never give up on your dreams. You never know where you can where you can end up. You know. And, uh, right, yeah, right. I thought it was a beautiful insight, man, into like into the personal lives of these guys and the characters that were formed from a result of that. To me, exactly. it shows you know, strength of mind, you know, someone like Ward especially, you know, from talking to people and what other people are saying about him and from his documentary, what we know is he's got incredible strength of mind, you know, and uh, his focus, you know, is, is unbelievable from what I understand. You know, like when he's boxing and when he's in training, mate, Right, and especially with aspiring partners as well, it's all business. And you know, some exactly. of those partners, and, are, you know, and, can and I would say, sorry, Cameron. Yes, yeah, you know, he's, he's, you know, they say this guy, this guy is on 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 a level that people, normal people, just can't reach. Yeah. yeah, and 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 I definitely
1: think that from a technical perspective, what is up there, and for me, you know, you mentioned some of the characteristics that we saw uh, we've got an insight into and i think the other thing we need to to, to touch upon is also the support network that both the provide um to kind of elevate them even with the, the the issues that and the losses that they suffered you know at some stage they were able to kind of uh, pick themselves up and that wasn't without the help and support of friends that i'm sure have become family so great piece um definitely recommend everybody to watch that um so for me, um, that was you know that was the show, uh, Raps on TV, discussing the Pacquiao Vargas review, um, it's episode eight. Great listening, and it was a great conversation. Um, look, just like to remind all the listeners to follow us on Instagram at raps underscore on underscore TV, our Facebook page is Raps on TV, YouTube also subscribe to us Raps on TV, and follow us at Twitter at Raps on TV. So make sure you connect to us with us at all the social media places. Get the latest in the news. We've got some big things coming up in the next few weeks and we definitely feel that everybody needs to start being a part of this movement. Raps on T V is the place where we talk
0: boxing. And now last words from you. Very much agree with what you're saying. We've got a lot of big things in the pipeline and hopefully as things things arise and things get into place and we get agreements we will keep you guys updated and definitely, we're moving on to some big, big, big moves and bring you the best, best, best news within the boxing industry. And I uh, just want to just wrap it up there, Codge. Um Thank you. Uh,
1: any so have a good words, weekend, now. You too, Have a mate. good week, and, and it's been a pleasure. And, uh, yeah, look forward to the more boxing on the weekend. See you at your call. See
0: you at your call, mate. Cheers.